Well, there's no need to fear. Yes, we're back with underdogs here. It is Three Dog Thursday from BetUS TV. I am the somewhat capable host. These are the handicappers that went 5-1. and one. Look who's back. Both Brad Thomas and Parker Fleming return because they have survived. No, I shall not sing. They have survived. They are back for another week on Three Dog Thursday. Brad Thomas, a perfect three for three. Parker Fleming came very close. His first ever rookie NFL documented pick anywhere. The Indianapolis Colts had them all the way, babe, in that great rock fight with the Denver Broncos last Thursday night. As they were able to, they were able to get the overtime win. It made Parker a winner. He is back here on Three Dog Thursday. Guys, good to be with you. First of all, Parker, how are things? We see you on the college football show with Gary and Kyle. How are things here? Going great, man. We just wrapped up our Wednesday show, and uh, I guess that aged this. But um, we, uh, you know, always fun to have people in there, question and answers. It's it's a lot of fun back and forth, and we had some great picks this week. So really good college slate. Have been uh, have been diving deep in the numbers there. Really like that. We love that show that is there at 1 Eastern time, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We obviously follow up right after that here on Thursdays where you can pick college underdogs and NFL underdogs, just like my man uh, Brad Thomas last week with a couple of large underdogs in the NFL that came through. Three for three, my friend. Congratulations. Good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. I, the back door was open for a few of my picks, but hey, I can't <laughs> complain, especially when one of the NFL plays wins outright. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, the New York Giants was at play on Sunday morning. You were cashing off the Giants' win in London over the Packers. And I know you're a Buccaneer guy, and I'm yes. obviously part of the Buccaneer broadcast, and the Bucs were up 21-0. You were not looking good. But as you mentioned, the back door opened up in the fourth quarter, and you walked right through it with those Atlanta Falcons. So it ended up being a win-win, an actual yes. Buccaneer win, a Brad Thomas three-dog Thursday win. Now, I must pledge to the audience, guys. You are right here. I have got to be better in college football. I did get a couple of college underdogs uh, correct on the show two weeks ago, but that's not good enough. The NFL, I've been fine. Three consecutive weeks with an NFL winner, four weeks out of five so that's going to make me today go with a couple of nfl underdogs one college two nfl and again for the handicappers they can go all three in one sport or mix and match college of the nfl we do this in three rounds and so we're going to make underdog predictions and we want you guys to do the same hopefully you've already hit the like button below us hopefully you've already hit the bell to make sure that you know where we are and when we are also make sure you're subscribing and sharing this show out it comes your way on thursdays Hence the name, Three Dog Thursday. So make sure you're following us. Make sure that you're sharing it out. More and more people finding out about it. And we're bribing you as well with a couple of different uh, a couple of different things. First of all, you've got a chance to go to betus.com slash Three Dog Thursday and take advantage of initial sign-up offer of 200% match. Let me say again, 200% match on crypto if you sign up with BetUS through Three Dog Thursday's a little uh, handle here, betus.com slash 3dog30. Just sign up, use our promo code 3dog200. That's all you have to do at checkout, 3dog200, and you'll get 200% on crypto to gamble with up to $2,500. So, uh, again, take advantage of that, betus.com slash 3dog30 to find out more, promo code 3dog200. And as you watch us right now, Enter into our contest. You've got a shot, a shot at a shirt, at a sweatshirt, at a coffee mug, whatever you like in the merch store. If you come up with three correct underdogs and you're the first one to do it, comment below the first commenter to get three successful underdogs in college, the NFL, some combination thereof. If you get all three correct and you're the first one to do it, 
you've got a chance at the merch. Check out the merch. You can buy the merch if you like, and some of you are already making purchases. I think that Brad and Parker and I, we're waiting on some of this merch. Some of you are already uh, partaking for Three Dog Thursday from BetUS TV, but the contest begins right now as you're seeing the show. We'll go with the first person in the comments that gets all three underdogs correct. Again, for our handicappers, they only need to get two of the three correct. It'd be great if they get all three correct to be back next week. They're trying to survive. They're trying to be back. Let's get into it, shall we? Round number one. It's Three Dog Thursday. Underdogs. College football will start things off, and I will do that in the Pac-12. I take a look at a Pac-12 game involving the USC Trojans and the Utah Utes. This one in Salt Lake City. Prime time in the East. Right around dinner time in Salt Lake City. Around 6 local time. Utah off a loss to the other L.A. team, UCLA. Meanwhile, USC undefeated. They did get a win and a cover against Washington State last week. Trojans under Lincoln Riley right now 4-2 and two against the spread in his first year. Utah has been pretty good against the spread, but Utah has two losses, both in games against good teams where the line was three or less. Ah, take a look at the bet U.S. line. The line is three. I'm liking USC on the road in Salt Lake against the Utes. I will take them as underdog number one. Parker, a quick thought here. I know you're the college football guy that we have here on the show. Any thought here on a big Pac-12 matchup with USC undefeated on the road? Um, I like this one. I have some pizza money on it because I bet USC under nine and a half, and that is turning out to age pretty poorly, so trying to hedge. <laughs> Big stat for me, both defenses very poor in success rate and efficiency allowed. 113th for USC, 84th for Utah, which is pretty bad historically for them. So I think uh, USC should be able to move the ball pretty well here. I, I like this pick. Yeah, Caleb Williams and company have been good. They had some trouble at Oregon State earlier in the year. They did not cover. They won but did not cover. I like them. All I got to do is get a win, Brad Thomas, right here. All I got to do is get a win, and I like USC to move on with a victory uh, over Utah, and I will take those points. All right, underdog number two in our opening round on Three Dog Thursday belongs to Brad Thomas, and he will stick with college football as well. Let's talk Big Ten. A week ago, you had Illinois and Iowa. We yes. would love to tell the audience that that was a barn burner. Well, it was close, but it was nine to six. You're coming right back to a game involving Illinois again, this time as the underdog with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. What do you like about this hairy underdog, please? Yeah, so first I'm going to start with the same point that I made in that last game. This has a total of 39, so it's expecting to be a low, low-scoring game. Anytime I get around a touchdown for the dog, it's kind of enticing. Then I get a touchdown for the home dog, it's even more enticing. One thing about Illinois people are going to talk about is DeVito's possibly going to be out with an ankle. And I'm not overly concerned about that. The Illinois team that we are focusing on is a, is a team that has improved defensively. Illinois so far this season has held Virginia, Wisconsin, Iowa, all to under 50 yards rushing. And most importantly for this team, Chase Brown. Chase Brown has rushed for over 100 yards in every single game. I think he gets it done on the ground enough to mask the, the efficiency issues that might come with having a backup quarterback, but I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Well, again, for Minnesota, they destroyed uh, Michigan State 39 to nothing. Um, I, I know that they've got uh, weapons, obviously, uh, for P.J. Flex team here. Very interesting that Minnesota is the road dog, one of the better teams right now in the Big Ten. Parker, any quick thought here on the Minnesota-Illinois game before we move on to your pick in round uh, one? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mo Ibrahim is back from Minnesota. I think that changes a lot of what they can do on offense, but I like Illinois' physicality. Chase Brown, one of the most involved players in college football, kind of like the Emmett Smith offense where his high school coach said, we run three plays, hand the ball to Emmett, pitch the ball to Emmett, throw the ball to Emmett. Chase Brown is one of the most involved players in college football. <laughs> He's super fun and productive. I'm okay with riding him here. I love that. Uh, Brad and I are in the Sunshine State. Emmett Smith, obviously the pride of Escambia High School in the Panhandle in the state of Florida and uh, was a was a was an iconic high school player. And then everybody found out at the University of Florida and uh, with the Dallas Cowboys all the way to the Hall of Fame, as a matter of fact. All right. So the pick is Illinois as his underdog for Brad Thomas. Pay attention to the handicappers. Again, they were five and one last week on these underdogs. Parker, let's move on in round number one. What do you like for a college underdog? Are you going American Conference, my friend? I am. I am. I'm backing the troops here. I'm going to take Navy as a uh, as a 12 and a half point underdog at SMU. Um, Navy has been really bad this season, but historically after the bye week, they've kind of righted the ship. If you look at their last three games, they are um, they're two and one. They scored 55 points against uh, Tulsa and they kept uh, they, they got an absolute dogfight with with Air Force 13 and 10 there. So after a rough start, they've got the bye. They've got things kind of going back the way they want to go. Um, I love how they kind of will go slow, control the pace of the offense. They're 129th in in uh, pass rate over expected. So really going to be slow here. I think that they're going to limit possessions and really try to do a, a good job of making sure SMU doesn't finish drives with touchdowns. SMU is 29th in points per scoring opportunity and Navy on the season has been 79th in points per scoring opportunity allowed, but the last three games, they've been closer to 30th. So I like I like the midshipmen. I think they've got their wheels back underneath them. I think two points, or excuse me, two scores with a uh, the limited number of possessions that you're going to get playing a service academy and kind of the vibes they're going. I'm going to take them to cover at SMU. Interesting. This will be a Friday night game in Dallas here. The American Conference plays different nights of the week. Uh, last Friday night, I don't want to talk about my alma mater, Memphis, against Houston and whatever that fourth quarter was uh, at the end. That Stop laughing. Stop snickering, Thomas. Uh, it was not good there with uh, the Memphis Tigers last Friday night. So a Friday night American Conference game. And again, Navy, you're getting the 12 and a half. Uh, Parker, I know you're heavy into uh, analytics, numbers, line movement, etc. Did it just, did it attract you more than, let's say, obviously it did, more than, say, a 10 or, or a 10 and a half? 12 and a half is kind of an odd number. Too good to pass up, right? Yeah, once you once you get past, you know, your key number uh, there, at, there at 10 and start thinking about, OK, what is the difference between 10 and 14? Um, for, for me, there's not a whole lot if you're on you're kind of south of 13 and a half there. So within two scores, I think doesn't change my opinion, uh, you know, as you change that from a touchdown and a field goal to two touchdowns. So I like the value there. Maybe if you're if you're looking, you can get a little bit better price for 12 and a half or for 13 than you would um, for, for a 10. So you might come out on top there as well. Again, you'll keep seeing on the side of the screen here the different shows that we have on BetUS TV. You will get all of Parker's wisdom and some wisdom from Gary Seegers. A lot of wisdom from Kyle Hunter on the College Football Show Tuesdays and Wednesdays here on BetUS TV at 1 Eastern time. We got Parker, though, here on Three Dog Thursday because he did well last week, uh, especially uh, with the Indianapolis Colts and with another college underdog. He's going to go all three college underdogs this week. We're going to move on to the NFL in round two, both uh, 
Brad and I, I believe, here are going to move on to the National Football League. I will start round two's underdog betting with the New England Patriots. All right, the Patriots' big winners over Detroit. That still counts last week. It was not in an underdog situation. They shut them out. They blew them out. Now they go on the road to play Cleveland, a team that lost last week to the Chargers at home, that already blew a game and lost outright to the Jets at home. And what's this I see that Cleveland is favored by three at home? Did you boys know? For Three Dog Thursday purposes, Bill Belichick already has a win this year as a road underdog, a cover, I should say, as a road underdog. That came at Green Bay a couple of weeks ago. I know they've got a questionable quarterback situation. You've got Bailey Zappi, the rookie quarterback, playing. Don't know midweek. Brad, I don't know if you've seen anything, whether Brian Hoyer gets out of concussion protocol. Can he play? Mac Jones has the bad ankle at quarterback. Don't know if he can play. I still like... New England here for this reason. In the last five situations going back to 2020 that Bill Belichick's been a road underdog, they're five for five, and he's won all but one game. That was the Green Bay game this year. The previous four, he won the game. He also won one of these situations last year um, as well outright by double digits. I don't know that this will be double digits. I just need them to stay close, if not win. Give me New England. Give me New England as the road underdog with Belichick's defense slowing down the Browns enough to get close, if not win this game. I'll take them on three doctors. Brad, any thought here on New England, Cleveland, before we move to your underdog? Yeah, so generally that's that makes sense about Bill Belichick succeeding as road dogs um, because generally when you think about a road dog, the team is a lot worse than most people believe. But Bill Belichick's teams are always really well coached, so sometimes they're undervalued. Uh, which why it's always a good idea to take the Patriots. I was low on the Patriots all season, um, but defensively, they still look very good. Uh, Damon Harris will be the question for me, but Stevenson should be the number one back either way. Looks like Harris may miss this game with the hamstring injury suffered last week. He just can't stay healthy, the former yeah. Alabama running back. But they go by committee anyway in New England, and they stop the run. The Patriots stop the run. I know they've got Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. Um, they could run the football uh, there in, in Cleveland. We'll see. I think it may could be low scoring. I'll take the Patriots. All right. Underdog number two for round number two does belong to Brad Thomas. What do you like, my friend, on Three Dog Thursday for your first uh, pro football doggy? Yeah, I'm on the Seattle Seahawks plus three against the Arizona Cardinals. So the, the best part about the NFL is not much changes in terms of teams from the, the the right before the season through the season, unless there's injury. The Arizona Cardinals were really low on my power rankings to, to start the season. They just were so inefficient in so many areas, especially defensively. And while I was excited to see if they could kind of mask their issues by having this prolific offense, they haven't been able to do so. Uh, Kingsbury is supposed to be this offensive genius, yet it looks like he's designing plays that don't work or Kyler Murray is playing too much Call of Duty to understand the responsibility. <laughs> but it, it's more than just a fade of the Arizona Cardinals. It's also a nod to Geno Smith and what's going on with his football career. He leads the NFL in pass rating, leads the NFL in um, completion percentage, and most importantly, now Kenneth Walker has his chance to shine. Give me the Seahawks at home. I really, really enjoy this game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played, but honestly, who would have thought that we would have said a Pete Carroll-led team led by Geno Smith is going to win in a shootout versus Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? Is it is it me, or do they play nothing but wild, high-scoring games? It seems yeah. that way every week with Geno Smith making some big-time throws in the Superdome. They just couldn't stop Taysom Hill last yeah. week from throwing, from running. He even recovered like a blocked punt in the game. 
uh, and they won. Uh, the Saints did uh, by coming from behind in the second half. Now Seattle back home. The Cardinals were good to me last week with Philadelphia, but they missed the kick. Obviously, at the end, at times, they have lapses on offense like you're referencing. Now they got to go to Seattle. We'll see for the matchup, but you like the Seahawks as the home doggy there in the NFL. Again, however you found us, thank you for doing so on Three Dog Thursday. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the bell. Spread the word, and we're bribing you. Make the underdog picks in the comments below. Any combination of college or NFL doggies totaling three, if they all three come in for you and you're the first commenter to get all three correct, you get a shirt, you get a sweatshirt, you get a mug, you get whatever you want, your choice out of the merchandise store. You've got a chance to buy it if you want to buy it but you got a chance to win it if you're the first contestant on and do not edit your picks i say this every week do not edit your picks because it's going to invalidate it because we don't know when you edited it do not edit your picks make the picks down below and uh, the first one that gets all three correct is the winner we continue in round number two we stick with college football with parker fleming second double digit underdog is a pac 12 underdog parker give us more I was going to say, I'm going to go same city as Brad the day before, but I'm going to pick in the opposite direction. I'm going to take the Arizona Wildcats at the Washington Huskies. I'm really excited about this Washington offense. Love what they're doing with Michael Penix, getting him plenty of time. He struggled at Indiana. Um, they did just too, much, too many pressures, couldn't run an offense. Great to see him being free there, but this Washington defense is very far from a competent college football defense. We've seen them get exposed week after week, 115 in EPA per play allowed, 119th against the pass. That's bad news because Arizona is bringing Jaden DeLora, a high-volume, high-frequency passing quarterback who has one of the best deep threats in the nation. Jacob Cowing is the seventh-highest-graded receiver in college football this year. He is... Um, getting the ball downfield, getting it often, and is um, just super explosive, super hard to guard, gives it a whole different dimension. And the way this Arizona offense works, they just need one play to keep it close. So this is far too many points for me, even on the road for Arizona. The um, the, the passing offense here is absolutely going to be able to take Washington uh, to task, and they should be able to keep this within striking distance. It's a Pac-12 doggy. I had a Pac-12 doggy earlier in the show. Washington burned me badly. I went against them, Parker, in your absence with Michigan State. Oh, that was a mistake because Washington rolled them. Penix, a Tampa Bay kid. Uh, Brad Thomas, Central Florida brother from another mother. Penix is a Tampa Bay high school star, big left-handed quarterback. Yeah, but you're getting a ton of points again, Parker. You mentioned key numbers. You're at 14 and a half. And again, we should mention to the audience, if that line goes up or down after you've seen us on Three Dog Thursday, our picks are locked in at this price for the contents uh, purposes uh, here on Three Dog Thursday. So you're getting them at 14 and a half. That could be key as the uh, as the game wears on here. The extra half point or getting above 14 might be a big deal, Parker. Just one more time here with Arizona, a team that won one game a year ago. Uh, now has three wins on this season already, and you're believing in them as a pack as a Pac-12 road doggy here. All right, that will be the case with the Arizona uh, Wildcats. All right, let's continue. It is round number three. I'm coming back to the National Football League here one more time. Again, I've hit three in a row for what it's worth on three consecutive shows, and I'm going back to the NFL for another underdog here. And I think I'm going to get some agreement. I'm going to get an amen from the congregation here in just a second. The Kansas City Chiefs. I love the Chiefs at home, and I have a stat on Three Dog Thursday. Boys, are you ready? This yes. is the first time ever, ever that Patrick Mahomes in his NFL career is a home doggy. Not in the regular season, not in the playoffs, 
41 previous games as a starting quarterback in Kansas City in the regular season of the playoffs. They've been favored in all of them. Now they're an underdog against the Buffalo Bills. Revenge on the mind of the Bills after they lost in the playoffs a year ago at Kansas City. Buffalo demolished Pittsburgh last week. That's setting up this situation perfectly for me. They're riding high. They're feeling great. Kansas City barely escaped on Monday night against the Raiders. This is perfect for the Chiefs to rebound, play a lot better, a little Josh Allen let down, a little Buffalo let down. Give me Kansas City and the road doggy. And Parker Fleming, I am not alone here. Brad Thomas, are you ready to join up with me on Three Dog Thursday? What do you think, brother? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs plus three in Arrowhead. You're giving me points here. This is going to be one of the most prolific matchups we're going to have all season. Uh, one of the top-rated offense versus one of the top-rated defenses. However, this Bills team, you said it, they're coming down from a massive spot while the Chiefs looked like they struggled against the Raiders. But what a lot of people are going to fail to realize the Raiders having Max Crosby should have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. They don't, but that game, they turned it on. It's always good to face a little bit of adversity in a game before you play against a very, very competent opponent. And that adversity actually sharpens the knife instead of blowing everybody out. You'll always hear coaches at the highest level tell you they want their teams to be in close games when it matters because when they get to the games like the championships and the playoffs, that's when their true character comes out when they face adversity. I love this spot here. And the last bit I'm going to say about this Kansas City offense, I actually love it. They were so dependent on the deep ball or trying to force feed Tyreek Hill into tougher situations. Now when they have the complement of different plays and different wide receivers, they can actually do things a little bit differently and they can be a little bit more free-flowing, which is what you guys have seen. And you'll see by the end of the year when Patrick Mahomes is named the league MVP, it's going to be because they said he did so much with less. No, he just made all of these guys better. And how about Travis Kelsey, unstoppable? If Buffalo's going to do anything, get two people on number 87. Pick him up when he gets off the bus with two defenders if you have to uh, in this game after a four-touchdown Monday night win over the Raiders. So again, Brad and I both love the Chiefs in this situation. Remember, the Bills were heavy road favorites in Miami and lost earlier this year. This is now in Kansas City. I know they want revenge for the playoff loss that escaped from them and eluded them last year. I just don't think they get it. All I need is Kansas City to win. I'll take the three points as well. So too will Brad Thomas on Three Dog Thursday. That means we wrap things up with one more pick in round number three. It belongs to Parker, back to college football, and back to another double-digit doggy, my friend. What do you like and why? Yeah, I definitely, I have a clear strategy this week, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I think there's some, some severe mismatches here. I like Iowa State going on the road to Texas. Of course, um, one might be able to argue that Texas is back. They've gotten Quinn Ewers healthy. They played Alabama close to start the season, and their one loss to Texas Tech came. Wait, um, can I interject? Can I interrupt? They <laughs> might be back. They were 49 nothing winners last week. I, I have to say, that was as impressive as just about anything from last weekend. I mean, I know LSU... Uh, getting demolished by Tennessee. That was impressive. You can make a couple of other arguments about big. I mean, Texas A&M played hard at Alabama, but my God, 49-0 over Oklahoma. That's impressive for Texas, but you're going back at maybe a little letdown here after the emotion of the Oklahoma game, Parker. You feeling that? 
Absolutely. And, and I'll say, I think that Oklahoma team, TJ, if you were playing quarterback, Brad was at receiver and I was at fullback, I think we could have won close to 49 against <laughs> the state of that Oklahoma team right now. So um, definitely a little bit of a letdown effect, maybe a little bit of an overestimation effect here. Um, one thing I'll point out, Iowa State uh, in their last nine losses, which you have to go back three seasons total to get those nine losses. They've been pretty productive here. They have lost by double digits just twice. And one of those was against Iowa last year. One of those was the very first COVID game where they only had, I think, six practices, had their spring cut short, um, and, and so messed that up. So Iowa State does not lose in blowouts under Matt Campbell. Um, they this season have three losses. They've all been one score losses to teams that were ranked at the time. So Iowa State has some bad special teams luck. They haven't been getting the bounces. They have a new quarterback and, and haven't been able to get over the hump of winning these games, but they've been able to keep them close. They've been able to frustrate opponents. 17 is way too much here. I've got Iowa State's defense rated seventh best in the nation in terms of EPA per play. Texas's offense is 21st. They're great, but Iowa State is, is well coached. I think their defense is going to be able to put a dampening effect on Texas and 17 seems like way too many points here uh, for, for this matchup. Now, I went against the Horns with West Virginia in Austin, and that was an obliteration. But Iowa State may be better uh, than that. I know Parker's hoping that they're better than that. And keep in mind, I worked the Texas-Texas Tech game three weeks ago, and Texas Tech was able to run on them, throw on them. They kept going for it on, on fourth down. Now, Texas has responded with the two wins over West Virginia and Oklahoma since then. Uh, and one other interesting thing, in and around the Big 12, they're calling them the hateful eight. Those are the eight schools that are still ticked off that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. This is one of the hateful eight that is highly motivated that Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. Parker says, give me the clones. Give me the cyclones to at least keep it close on Three Dog Thursday. All right. Uh, there's a couple of other games that we left off. We, we did not talk Alabama-Tennessee. Again, I got the privilege of working that game on national radio on Compass Media uh, with Tiki Barber for Texas A&M hanging right in there and have a chance to win at the goal line. Does it surprise you, Parker, that Alabama is still a seven-and-a-half-point favorite as we do Three Dog Thursday midweek with the question marks around whether Bryce Young can play, how good Tennessee has looked, Alabama on the road? None of us went for Tennessee as the home doggy this week. But just a quick comment. Does it surprise you that that line is that big, Parker? No, we talked about it um, on the on the show, and Kyle Hunter, our, our, our sharp uh, picks guy over there, really talked about kind of the letdown spot and the overreaction and why he thought the line was where it was. But if you look at the LSU-Tennessee game, just very quickly, in the first half, um, LSU gave Tennessee a lot of help. They fumbled a fumbled a touchdown, gave them a 27-yard field for a touchdown. They uh, allowed a huge um, punt return for an eight-yard drive that resulted in a touchdown and two other short field scores in the first half. So 23-7, to mostly on short fields against LSU. Game's over. The rest of it doesn't matter. We're just shouting at the end there. So definitely an overreaction if you think about the down-to-down -down sustainable elements of football that carry over from week to week. Uh, maybe not as big an over, uh, maybe not as big a blowout as it looked like. If Bryce Young is back, I could definitely see Alabama covering. Alabama four turnovers a week ago, Brad Thomas mm -hmm. as well. Quick comment from you. Does it surprise you midweek, the Tide, that heavily <laughs> favored against Tennessee on the road? I actually had the privilege of being uh, at Bryant Denny Stadium for that game, uh, watching it. It does not surprise me at all. It, I, I, if you were to tell me that Alabama wins this game by 10 points with a healthy Bryce Young, I would believe it. Texas A&M, week in and week out, might not win games, games, but they always play tough, especially defensively. And I don't think Bryce Young was 
you know, out uh, because he couldn't play last week. I think he was out as a precautionary measure. I think he'll be good to go. This is a game that both teams really badly want to win. And Alabama's defense is still one of the top in college football. And interesting for the NFL, right back to you, Brad Thomas. We stayed away from Cowboys-Eagles on Sunday night. The Eagles, the lone remaining unbeaten team. Dallas has now won four games in a row since the Buccaneers defeated the Cowboys on the opening night and injured Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush, four straight wins. We stayed away for Three Dog Thursday, but that's definitely an intriguing game. Dallas at Philadelphia, just real quick. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles are the real deal. I had Eagles to win the division preseason. Uh, they have a plus nine turnover margin. And I think despite the pressure that Dallas is going to be able to get on the Eagles, the Eagles are still going to be able to score some points and cause problems defensively themselves. So I don't like that spread for taking it either side because I think the Eagles win this and they have a good chance to cover. Again, the Eagles favored by six here in this situation. We'll see what happens for Sunday night football. Here's what we believe will happen on Three Dog Thursday. Let's take a look by means of recap at what we have. Each of us, all three of us, and our picks. I won't go over all of them. Look at the theme from Parker. They're all double-digit uh, doggies here all on the road. The Navy game again is a Friday night game. I've got one college underdog. I'm backing Lincoln Riley and USC, and then I like... Uh, two of the stalwarts of the AFC as underdogs. Brad has one college underdog in the Big Ten. He agrees with me on the Chiefs. That could be the kiss of death. And also those <laughs> scoring Seattle Seahawks. We'll see if the scoring continues for Geno Smith. That's That's been a revelation. Just one more time, Brad. Uh, I mean, I believe everybody thought that Geno Smith quarterbacking the Seahawks, a joke would be the one word to sum it up and that they would be a one or two win team with him at quarterback. They clearly look a lot better on offense than I think most of us believed. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people were running to the window to bet Seahawks uh, team wins under. But, you know, Smith, imagine if he get, got a little bit longer of a leash. He could be a phenomenal quarterback because he's playing motivated, playing with a purpose. Yeah, and they have scored and scored and scored a bunch. We'll see what happens. Uh, Brad is on them for that matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, boys, good luck with the underdogs. One more time, these guys are trying to survive and get at least two correct. That brings them back if they get two correct. I'm hoping I see both of you next week. We'll see what happens on Three Dog Thursday. Parker Fleming, thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see you next week. And again, we'll see him no matter what on the college football show. We see Brad Thomas on the round version of football on the soccer coverage. Also, some of the BetUS NFL coverage as well. I hope to see you back on Three Dog Thursday, Brad Thomas. Yes, thanks for having me, and I hope I'm back next week. We'll see what happens with the handicappers. The host will be back next week. We hope you are back with us as well on Three Dog Thursday from BetUS TV.